Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. Now I need to begin today with an apology, which I have to do every so often, confession, apology. Um, uh, I told you last week that uh, we had a two-part sermon, and I was going to tell you what happened to the rest of Acts 2. We were covering the final appearances of our Lord. We looked at his last appearance to his disciples in Acts chapter 1. We looked in Acts chapter 2, and I told you we were going to cover... Um, quit looking at the clock. It's right back there. It's right. We fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> the clock's fixed, you guys. So we're okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, I'm not going to do that. Okay? <laughs> we're not going to do that today. We're going to do it next week. So I told you you had to come back this week to finish that sermon. So if any of you change your travel plans or bought another ticket or anything like that, um, Pastor Gary will take care of it for you. I'm, I appreciate that. Um, so uh, sorry about that. We're going to do that next week because today's Father's Day, and I really uh, I wanted to, to, to bring a, a Father's Day uh, uh, message, meditation to you. And um, so, some years ago, when I was first in the ministry, um, been in the ministry 36 years now, I guess, and when I was early on, a Christian education director, Christian education pastor, I was sitting in a, a service, and uh, somebody was preaching, I won't say who, uh, because, because I did what I know occasionally happens, is my, I got, I got um, sidetracked from the message. I won't ask for a show of hands, okay? <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, and I started, uh, it was Father's Day. And I kind of lost track of the message, and I know that happens, and that, that's good. I'm just, I'm just glad you're here, you know, that, that happens sometimes, I do that too. I kind of lost track of the message, and it was Father's Day, and I was kind of thinking about Father's Day, because, um, you know, Father's Day was always a, a bit of an awkward holiday uh, for my family. Uh, my father was gone after I, when I was about eight and a half years old. Uh, my mother never remarried, so we never had a father, really, at home. Uh, he didn't leave. Uh, God took him. I was 57 years old, and he died of a very uh, painful cancer. I was about eight and a half years old. And after that, and of course, in those days, I think it's a little bit of a generational thing. You know, didn't talk a lot about those things with your mom and others, you know. We just didn't do that. Um, just kind of the background it came from. So it was kind of an awkward holiday, you know, um, kids are making things at school for Father's Day and buying Father's Day presents and church, you know, we'd celebrate Father's Day and then it'd be Father's Day on Sunday and it's just kind of like, what do you do, you know? And so it was kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, it was just kind of an awkward holiday. And um, it was on Father's Day and I was sitting in church and my mind was wandering a little bit and I started uh, reading the Bible when I should have been listening, and, but that's okay to read the Bible, that's good, you know, <laughs> so if, if your mind's going to wander and read the Bible, that's okay, and, um, and as I finished reading, I thought, you know, if I, if I ever am asked to give a message on Father's Day, and I wasn't really, I wasn't planning on being the senior preaching pastor, I really enjoyed Christian education, um, I thought, you know, this, this is what I would do, I, I would do this message, 
And I thought about that this week, and I'm going to do that message. Okay? So it's been sitting there for about, hey, Kayla, good to see you today. Kayla's here from Puerto Rico, home for a little bit for some weddings and helping train our young people to go to Puerto Rico this summer. Good to see you. And one of our missionaries. Okay? And um, so I'm going to do this message. So it's been sitting there for about 30-some years. Okay? So it might be a little old, uh, a little musty. We're going to try and dust it off, and, uh, and here's our message for Father's Day. But I'll, Let's pray. Father, we're going to read from your word today, and on this Father's Day, we, uh, we pray that our hearts would be open to your word. You are our Heavenly Father, and uh, we are so thankful for that. And so we ask your blessing on your word this morning. In Christ's name, amen. Uh, God is our Heavenly Father. And I do think, growing up without a father, I did, in a sense, have a little more understanding, a little more feeling of God as our father. I was fortunate to have men in this church who were fathers to me. I had a brother-in-law who kind of took me under his wing and took me fishing and did those kind of things and so on. Later on, when Teresa and I got married, I inherited a, a father-in-law, really for the first time, kind of a father in my family. And really for the first time... I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, go pick out Father's Day presents, you know, books, because I know he liked books like I do, and we both liked classical music, and so I could pick out classical CDs, and it was kind of fun for the first time being able to do that for a father, uh, and I uh, learned quickly that uh, anything Haydn, Mozart, or Beethoven was great. Were you, Amanda's going like this, okay, I got, yeah, you like that too. And uh, anything like that worked great. Mahler, uh, which I liked, I could probably get that one back, you know. So <laughs> Mahler, Shostakovich, you know, it was a pretty narrow bandwidth, you know. And, uh, but I learned that, and it was kind of fun. And so I've had some fathers in my life, and there's a father in the Bible. There's an era of the Bible called the patriarchal age, and there's patriarchs, fathers. And uh, this is a message about fathers and sons. This is the genealogy of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahar, and Haran. Haran begot Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in, the native, in his native land in Ur of Chaldees. And Abraham, Abram, Nahar took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. And Terah took his son, Abram, and his grandson, Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai, his son, Abram's wife. And they went out with them from the Ur of the Chaldeans, uh, Iraq, to the land of Canaan, Israel. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years. And Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. 
And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's sons, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people with whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Canaan. And Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were then in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abraham, and he said to him, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west, and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord, and he called on the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going still toward the south. There was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and a lot with him, to the south. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the land of the cities of the plain, and he pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked, and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place you are, northward, south, east, and west. For the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. And Abram moved his tent, and he went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron. And he built an altar there to the Lord. Abram's nephew Lot was captured by some enemies. And when Abram heard his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his house, and he went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces by night, and he'd seen his servants attack them. And he brought back all the goods, and he brought back his brother Lot and his goods. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed Abraham, and he said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave a tithe of all. He gave a tithe of all. And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God Most High, El Elyon the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing, I will take nothing, a thread to the sandal strap. I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham, Abram rich. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram, came in a vision. And he said, do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, 
What will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is a servant, Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one servant born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. And he brought him outside. And he said, Look now toward the heaven. Count the stars if you are able. Number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he, that is Abram, believed in the Lord, and the Lord counted it to him for righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, that is Abraham, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he said to me, him, he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle, and a young pigeon. And he brought all these to him. And he cut them in two down the middle. He placed each piece opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And the vultures came down, and Abram drove them away. And now the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. And God said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years. And also the nation whom they serve, I will judge afterward, and they shall come out with great possessions. Now is for you. You shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they will return. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between these pieces. On that same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the river, the great river, the river Euphrates. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarah. Then Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. So he went to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress, that is Sarai, became despised in her eyes. And Sarai said to Abraham, Abram, my wrong be upon you. I gave my maid to him your embrace. And when she saw she conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord's judge between you and me. And Abram said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And Sarai dealt harshly with her. And she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord, Hamalak HaYahweh, found her by the spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur, and said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from? Where are you going? 
And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress, submit yourself to her hand. I will multiply your descendants exceedingly, and they will be counted as a multitude. And then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees. For she says, Have I also here seen him who sees me? And therefore the well was called Be'er Laha Ro'eh, the well of the one who lives and sees me. It is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son. And Abram named his son, whom Hagar born, Ishmael. And Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. When Abram was 99 years old, 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him. God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Avraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. And I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. Also, I give you and your descendants after you the land, the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, and throughout the generations. This is my covenant with you. You shall keep between me and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai anymore, but Sarah shall be her name. Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her. And I will give you a son by her. And I will bless her. And she will be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. And Abraham fell on his face by Yitzhak and laughed. And laughed. And he said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 99 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And God said, No. Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son. And you shall call his name Yitzhak, Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. And with his descendants, after him. 
But as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He will beget 12 princes and I will make a great nation of him. But my covenant I will establish with Yitzhak, whom Sarah shall bear to you this set time next year. And he finished talking with him. And God went up from Abraham. And the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre as he was sitting in a tent in the heat of the day. And he lifted his eyes and he looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran to them. And he ran to meet them, and he bowed himself to the ground, and he said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Please let a little water be brought. Wash your feet. Rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. And after that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. And the three men, they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hurried to the tent and said to Sarah, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. He took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they ate. And then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, Here in the tent. And he said, he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah, Yitzhak, laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah, Yitzhak, why did she laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. But he, that is God, said, No, you did, Yitzhak, you did laugh. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. And Sarah conceived and she bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Yitzhak, laughter, Isaac, and he circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear me will laugh with me. And she also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah 
would nurse children. For I have borne him a son in his old age. The author of Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in a tent with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. She judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born many as the stars of the sky and the multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come, they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desired a better country, a better place, a heavenly country. Therefore, God, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. The book of Genesis, Bereshith. Now it came to pass, after these things, that God tested Abraham. Abraham, he said, and he said, Here am I. I beg your patience as I read the next verse from my father's Bible. Yahomer ka na eth. Bani ka eth. Esher, Omer Elecha. And he said to him, to Abraham, Take now your son, your only son, your only begotten son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a holocaust, as a burnt offering on the mountains of which I shall tell you. Offer him 
your son, your only son, as a burnt offering, slice his neck, put him on the altar, and burn him to ashes. So Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Yitzhak, his son. He split the wood for a burnt offering, and he arose, and he went to the place of which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. We will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on Isaac his son, took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Hineni, here I am, my son. And he said, look, the fire, the wood. Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? The fire, the wood, the knife. Where is the lamb? And Abraham said, my son, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And the two of them went on together. And they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there. He placed the wood in order. He bound or tied his son up. He laid him on the altar upon the wood. And he stretched out his hand and he took his knife to slay his son, to slit his throat as a sacrifice. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Avraham, Avraham. And he said, Hineni, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and he looked and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horn. And Abraham went and he took the ram and he offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son, Yitzhak. And Abraham called the name of the place, Yerah Yireh, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time and said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and you have not withheld your son, your only begotten son. Blessings I will bless you. Multiplying I will multiply your descendants. The stars of the heavens, the sand of the sea on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. And your seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. And Abraham returned to his young man and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. And the author of the book of Hebrews, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, 
offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, and Isaac, your seed shall be called. Abraham was concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Sarah was 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And she died in Kirjath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And he stood up from before his dead and he spoke to the sons of Heth saying, I'm a foreigner, I'm a foreigner. I'm a foreigner and a visitor among you. Give me property for a burial place that I may bury my dead. And they answered, Here is my Lord, you are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our burial places. None of us will withhold that from you. Bury your dead. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land. And he spoke with them, saying, It is your wish that I may bury my dead out of my sight. Hear me and meet with Ephraim, the son of Zohar, for me, that he may give me the cave at Machpelah, which he has at the end of his field. Let him give it to me for a full price. And the field of Ephron, which was in Mechpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave was in it. And Abraham buried his wife Sarah. The field and the cave that in it were deeded to Abraham in Hebron. And Abraham was old and sent his servant to get a wife for Isaac. And he brought that wife, Rebekah, back. And when she met Isaac, and Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived, 175 years. And Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man full of years, and gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried, and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham, that God blessed his son Isaac and Yitzhak dwell in Be'er Laha Roy, the place where Ishmael's mother had named the well of the one who lives and sees me. And fathers, for Father's Day, my message for me, for me, and for you, from the author of Hebrews. The world was not worthy of these people. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God had provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. 
and fathers and grandfathers and men of the Brian Bible Church in an age where our culture is being torn apart by the lack of fathers. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endeared such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. And when the Lord Jesus Christ, by the Father's will, the only begotten Son of God, went to the cross at Calvary, and God's hand, as Isaiah tells us, was lifted against him to smash him and crush him for the weight of the sin that he would bear for me and for you. There was no one left. There was no one higher who could call out, do not touch your son. No, in this case, he was slain. He was slain for our sins. He is our Savior. We are His children. And fathers, we are called to be fathers of the faith for our families. Our Heavenly Father, I want to thank You for a church family. I want to thank You for a community of faith. Now, we are not perfect, uh, but Lord, we are a community of faith. Uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. And uh, You have uh, called us to this corner and this place for 50 years. And you've given us the privilege of serving you, of lifting up the name of Christ, of sharing the love of God, teaching the Bible, inviting others to come to faith, worshiping together. And I want to thank you for each of these individuals, Lord, today, as they have uh, committed to be a part of this work and to affiliate with us as members. And Lord, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for the membership and the friends of this church, all those who participate weekly with us. I ask your blessing upon them. I ask that you may continue to make yourself real to them, that they might continue to be ambassadors for you and to live lives worthy of the calling that you have given us through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so with a great thanksgiving today, I dedicate these dear ones to your work and of the fellowship of this body. In Christ's name I pray, amen.